Hello and welcome back to The Good, The Bad and The Natty. So today uh, we are joined by AJ. Um, so obviously Tom is the only natural in this podcast currently. Um, yeah. So that's, that's a little bit awkward. Yeah. Um, no, so we've got AJ. He's just going to give a short introduction. I feel like he's probably done about a million of these. So um, yeah, please just go ahead. Tell us uh, who you are. Sure. So first of all, Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. Follow you guys very closely. So it's nice to be uh, be on a podcast with you. So I am coming up to 24 years old. Uh, I've been sort of coaching in the fitness industry since 2015, 2014. So for a long time now, I've been fully self-employed and running Team MBM um, since 2015. And that company prioritizes or business prioritizes in and people on stage and mostly drug-free athletes as well. Uh, I do work with a few assisted guys and girls, but uh, for the most part, I my handling processes is just with naturals. Um, if anyone is assisted, then their their sort of assistance is handled by someone else, um, and we communicate back and forth together. Uh, in terms of my own bodybuilding, I've been competing again since since 2014. I competed twice as a teen and get like okay as a teenager but got got the buzz got the hook for it um and i really wanted to be competitive when i competed as a junior so i took a whole year out um it was meant to be two years actually but i got bitten by the bug a little bit too quick and people were like are you ready you're ready and lucky i was just about ready in 2017 which ended up being my my best year of competing so far i want to UK title and a world title um, and ever since then I've just been in off season getting nice and uh, fluffy as oh. we say um, and uh, yeah just, just spending two years growing because uh, now the gap is jumping up from a junior to, to a men's open class uh, whether I'll be a lightweight or a middleweight I don't actually know yet um, because I don't know what I'm going to weigh on stage but hopefully it'll be heavier than last time because otherwise the uh, the two years that I spent off will be uh, absolutely pointless so yeah <laughs> yeah no so yeah obviously AJ is not only a great coach like literally any natural show you know pretty much his clients will be you know taking the goals there um, and then it's pretty cool the fact that even in tested shows like PCA taking taking wins aren't you yeah, I had, I had Martin do well last year. Martin was the only client I had sort of do any um, assisted shows and he's now looking to step up to Classic with two bros at some point. Um, but he was he was just a guy that, that came to to me in, um, in one of my seminars and just came to my seminar and said, look, I, I know you won't do the assistant side of things, but um, I just want to work with you and I don't want to work with anyone else. So... I said, okay, cool. Let's. Uh, you can sort of tell me what what's happening on the the assistant side of things, and tell me the impact that that's having, so I can learn. Um, and yeah, it worked, ended up pretty well, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? About that, AJ, I like that. I appreciate the fact that you are able to take someone on who doesn't might not necessarily share your views or sort of you know on bodybuilding as a as a thing. I mean, not not views, so to speak, but he's decided to go down a different road and you're still able to sort of see past that and look at the nutrition, the training, etc. And then he, he obviously either knows enough about gear or has got someone to sort of cover his bases on that one so that he's, he's you know, sound going in. Um, I, I can appreciate that a lot because a lot of 
I would imagine if you went to a handful of other coaches, they'd be like, no, 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 I don't, I don't do that, I don't do that. Whereas you're willing to take it on, which I can't really respect that a lot. That's good. So, yeah. And you, you said you're willing to learn more from watching him do it, which is, which is really good because you don't, you just, you can know a crap ton about steroids, but not take them. I yeah. mean, you know what I mean. You don't have to put the shit in your body to find out everything about. Yeah, for sure. I think that's that's an opinion I've always sort of shared, and um, I think this this year as well as I've. I've made steps towards trying to improve my knowledge in those areas because I've had more and more clients want to go down that route, but like my coaching, like without sounding cocky, they've liked my coaching so much they don't want to go anywhere else. So they want to stay with me for nutrition and training. They know I can't do the assistance yet, but at some point I'm very open-minded to the point where I'd like to be able to do it. I'd like to be able to take that client and say, look, no, you don't have to go anywhere else. Um, you know, you can stay with me. I mean, it's I'm I'm not against the assisted realm of bodybuilding. It's just not my personal goal. So that's why I haven't maybe taken as many steps as I would have done if, if it was if it was my goal. I would probably invested a lot more time into learning more about it because it would have been like for my process. But because it's not been my process, and I've formed a niche now with the natural community, I've yeah. not I've I've not spent as much time there. But now it's becoming the you know, more prominent that people want to go that route, I need to level up. So that, yeah. that makes and, sense. And thing, yeah, definitely. One thing I would also think of as well, AJ, you've got to think about this from a business perspective as well. If you ever were, and this is totally hypothetical, obviously, if you were to go down that route and you actually decided you wanted to move into non-tested shows, you wanted to go down that route and whatever, you then lose a lot of background of what you already had and all of those, you know what I mean? You're in the circle of the natural community as a coach, as an athlete, as a, as a guy who wins shows, you know, um, and all of that. Um, and you, to, for you to step out of that, you'd be, and it sounds ironic, but you'd be going from being the big fish in a small pond to now being, you know, a big fish in a fucking ocean. Yeah, and okay. you know it's one of those. So, so I think it does. It just doesn't make any sense for you to sort of go down that route. But you learning about it is almost like dipping your toe in the water a little bit, isn't it? So that's good. Yeah, I agree. I think I think if if I was to to go down that route and like I I definitely would lose some of the the natural niche that I have. But I think yeah. still the the years of results and and time spent into my coaching the people that you know, trust that the the quality of the coaching is there would probably yeah. stick with me even if even if I did go down that route. I think I think yeah. the integrity would still be there. Um I think that's something that's a big part of my coaching is that there is integrity and there is sort of a lot of trust and professionalism with the things I do. And I think yeah. uh as as you know a lot of people have experienced there's a lot of unprof- unprofessionalism in coaching and uh that's that's why a lot of people lose respect more than anything else, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's a good way to put it. Right, so what I wanted to sort of go on to next was, I was just having to think back to the first time that I sort of found AJ. And this was, I remember seeing a montage that you made at Ultraflex Rotherham. It was, it was, it was quite dire, I'm going to be honest. But I thought, who is this guy? Uh, it was like December 2018. Um, okay. It w- but it was it was really good because then obviously it got me scrolling. Um, so have you, Caitlin? Sorry to cut you off. Have you only known AJ for a couple of years? I've only known him since. Um, well, I, I don't actually know to be honest. It's only been like a year and a bit, hasn't it? Or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, you, I don't think you followed me when I 
was prepping, were you? No, no, I didn't. Which did which was a shame because I I did I did actually go back. I know, sorry, <laughs> but I did go back and watch all the YouTube videos. I must say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long I've actually known you because I think it's I don't know. I remember me seeing you at Body Power, but we had been we'd spoken a fair few times before that. Yeah, I think we must have done. I think. I think it's so I, I just remember following you for being the most shredded dude on Instagram at the time. Like, <laughs> it was like 2017 was like me and Jack Thorburn, like these yeah. patties on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> just everyone got you confused. Is it the tall one or the or the other one? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we must have been speaking in 2017 a little bit. Yeah. So I think I think I definitely heard of you then. I was definitely following what you were doing with your clients back then. That's for sure. Yeah, I think that I think twenty. There was a year when I I literally just like everything blew up a bit more for me, which was kind of cool. But yeah. anyway, this is about me. I'm not blowing smoke my ass. Well, Caitlin, carry on. Sorry, I'm going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> um. Yeah. So obviously, before I've obviously I scrolled through, had a little look, and you competed 2014 and 2015. Did you? Is that what ages were you then? Yeah. So that was 18 and 19. Yeah, 18 and 19 years old. Um. Those years were like the first year was with a coach and that was like my first year of even having like someone tell me to track macros and to follow a structured training program. So I was kind of chucked in the deep end with a lot of things and it was a 40 pound weight loss to still not be in true contest condition. So it was it was just a basically uh, just a year of learning and, and finding out that I really liked the sport. Mm. Um, I did, did qualify for the the British finals that year, but didn't, didn't place. Um, I just, I just knew at that point that that was what I wanted to do for, for quite a while. It was just the whole process of it yeah. that I loved. Um, I'd already fallen in love with, with training by then anyway, which is something that I recommend to a lot of people. It's just like, before you get started with compet- competitive sports and anything, really, it's about loving the, the, the training aspect of the sport itself. Um, so, yeah, and then in 2015, I just then did that prep myself and I did pretty well at the first show, but then learned how to not diet after that, just basically slamming my physique into the ground with already next to no muscle left and I just, just looked horrendous. So I learned a lot about like, how far I can push myself and the limitations on competing, um, especially no, Adrian, the, you know the year when you dieted and it was like 40 weeks of the year or something crazy that was you were yeah dieting. 2017 I did was it 2017 yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 so I remember I remember speaking to you at that point and I remember saying to you because you I just remember seeing your condition and going that's fucking insane and I remember asking you I said how low did your food get to get at, at like well, how low, low is your food currently and you were like and you had told me that you had dieted down to like fucking stupid low calories at one point, but yeah. then you realised how fucking like detrimental that was starting to be to your physique, and you actually had to start increasing stuff and pull your step count down, yes. and your cardio down, and you know everything else down, and you like your volume of your training a lot because you were just you were just wasting yourself away. And mm-hmm. I remember talking to you about that, and that actually got me thinking about quite a lot of sort of a long because you know I, I obviously do like longer preps with my clients because I'm really like passionate about getting insane conditioning. But there is a certain point when you get them in condition and sometimes you've misjudged it slightly and they're ready three or four weeks out from the show and you're like, oh shit, I've got to pull this back. Whereas you were ready 10, 12 to 20 weeks out from your, you know what I mean? Like you, you, were, you were in contest shape for most of the year. 
Um, yeah, I was in quantum shape from August until November, yeah. Sorry, again? Not, not January until December. Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? I look like shit, mate. So my question was, was that a very big sort of learning curve for you in learning to learning how to deal with natural bodybuilders who obviously have to do these very, very long diets because they don't have the assistance uh, from drugs like Clobutrol T3, any steroid, anything like that. Do you, do you find that you learn a lot in yourself that you can apply to clients? And could you sort of like embellish on that a bit? Like? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I did hit a point where I kind of like to think of it as, you know, the lowest your calories will get will be the point at which you've had to sort of push to get all the fat off. But once all the fat is off, then it's a case of building up your calories as much as possible to basically reach, bridge the gap between what was a deficit to basically maintenance with avoiding the spillover effect of getting into what would be a surplus. So from that low point, I think the lowest point I hit was like just sub 2000 calories and I was doing cardio every day. And then I just started to like push up the food pull back the cardio and I kept steps kind of similar the whole time really because I was just in such a routine but then I just bridged the gap and all that does in the grand scheme of things is gradually remove diet fatigue and bring sort of that fluid off that you all have that you pushed when you pushed hard and you were on the low calories Um, and it will reveal all of like the condition that you have but also with maximum muscular fullness so For a natural, it's like you can't you can't legit look shit hot as a natural unless you have condition with fullness. Yeah. Like you don't have enough muscle to play with, especially someone like myself. I'm not I'm not one of the big I'm not one of the big natural guys. I'm I'm a guy that can get in shape and has okay structure. So that's my selling point. And alongside fullness, I can look okay on stage. So. I knew I needed to look for the latter shows, the British finals. I knew I needed to look like my top level condition, but with maximum fullness as well. So it was just about bridging that gap. And I worked up to like, I think about 3000 calories, um, mostly like very, very high carbs, really, really low fat and moderate protein. Um, And then by the finals, I think I was on like 450 carb a day um, in contest shape at like 146 pounds so yeah. and a lot of like, I, I learned i learned a lot of that from uh just following other naturals like other naturals seem to do a similar technique of basically being at the show their best the, the, the main show whether it's the british finals the world's whatever but being at that main show and they were all on a lot of food and i always used to think like how the fuck are they doing this like i can't get that lean on that food but it's not it's not that they're getting lean on that food because that wouldn't create enough of an energy balance disruption to get there. Yeah. It's like they're getting lean on low food or, or higher expenditure and then they're bridging the gap. Um, so that's what I kind of aim to do again this year, provided I can actually get a show to compete at. Yes. Yeah. So that's yeah, AJ, of... one thing then. Yeah, go, go, on, go on, Sam. Go on. <laughs> well, go on. So I just, so I just, yeah, okay, I'll ask just take over. Um, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> UK, uh, AJ, one thing that you said there, all of these people turning up to shows on like high food and stuff like that, and obviously you, you know, you seeing that and not knowing what's going on. But there is one individual that we, I think we both know, or at least both used to know, who used to be able to diet on that crazy high food anyway. He's just a freak. Um, Damien, do you remember? 
Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. So he, and then he obviously he because uh, that's a good story, but we can get into that in a bit, can't we? Because you basically saw him compete at a show, didn't you? And then afterwards he was like, "Fuck this, I'm done." <laughs> yeah, that was good. Good times, and then he decided that he was like, Right, fuck this, I'm getting massive, I'm leaving natural feds, whatever. And then he ended up being, I imagine he was about 185 pounds on stage, um, as as a natural. And I spoke to him like a year and a half later, and he's like 290. (laughs) I was like, What the fuck have you done? He's like, No, I basically just went on gear and carried on eating like a fucking pig. I was like, So, what you did, anyway. (laughs) That's what I did, yeah. Right, Caitlin, go on. No, so all I was going to ask was, from your 2015 show to your 2017 show, obviously, like, the difference in condition was, like, absolutely crazy. How on earth did you actually manage to go from, like, being lean to shredded? Because I know, obviously, some people say that it gets easier every time, but the change was so massive like how how did you physically do that what do you think contributed to it Mm. so I think like the main one was just muscle density and maturity so I had a year of complete off season and a really good year I definitely could have been better in some ways could have been better with the way that I handled my food could have been better with how hard I pushed could have been better with a few injuries that I came into that year um so definitely wasn't like a, a a perfect off season. Mm. I don't think it ever is. And I think a lot of people put way too much pressure on themselves and they give themselves like a year or two years out and they say, Oh, this is going to be perfect. It, it's probably never going to be perfect. You're probably going to get something that fucks up at some point, minor or major. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the, the main sort of things that allowed me to get, get, you know, cause a lot of teens, especially, and I'm, and I'm sure you, you're, you yourself, Caitlin have corolled into this issue in the past where you compare yourself to like athletes that have five or 10 years on you. And you're like, I really want to get in that condition, but you can't because you know that if you were to strive for that condition, you'd end up with losing all your shape, losing all your balance and losing a lot of muscle to try and get there. And you wouldn't even get there anyway. Cause the main, the main thing that's driving their condition is density and maturity. Mm. Like that's what gets that like hard separated look. And that's why then again, I took two years out from juniors to now men's open because it's a whole nother stepping stone in terms of conditioning and muscular fullness and density and maturity that when I actually did a show in 2017, I did one of the, you could do two classes, but you can't do that anymore, but you could do two. So I did lightweights and, um, and juniors at one show. And I was, I was like arguably close to, to doing like to winning the lightweight class, I came second, but I um I just in some of the poses I just didn't have the same level of of muscle density. I just looked like a basically like a younger version of the guy that won. Um, maybe a little bit better shape and structure in some poses and things like that, which maybe from the audience perspective made it look like I was ahead. But when you look closely and like you're on the judges' table, you can see a whole different ball game in terms of like the finer details and the, the muscularity and the density of someone um in terms of what you said about like it getting it, e- it getting easier 100 it got easier like, i do agree that it, every time that you diet it gets easier like the food focus it, it gets less because your your goal really should probably like matter more and more and more like for me now obviously that year i was uh, I, I set the goal of winning a world title 
So it was a huge goal to have. So my, my why was incredibly strong. So I found that the, the food focus was less. Um, when I tried to make an excuse for doing something, there was less of them. So excuses are tiring. Like if you make tens and thousands of excuses in a prep, you just get, get really fucking tired of trying to make an excuse not to do something. Um, so there were less of them. It was more efficient in terms of how I dieted because I had more knowledge and I had also more anecdotal skill from prepping quite a few people in the year off that I had. Mm. Um, and that's why I think like now, like even now when I'm prepping myself, like these first, uh, this is the fourth week, um, going into the fifth week, I've just done the fourth week and I'm looking at my data, but then I'm also then pulling up three coaching sheets and I'm comparing some of my data to what happened with Josh, what happened with Jack what happened with this guy and that guy? Because no one's the same, no. but you can kind of understand. Yeah, you can see trends. You can see, oh, okay, I made this adjustment and that worked, and, and it helps massively. I saw that with the whoosh effect. Yes. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, like, I just, I, I knew that I was getting leaner last week. I just could tell. Mm. And when you've done, like, so this is, will be my, my fourth total prep when you've done three other preps, you don't you don't really get as fucked off but with a scale that much because you know what calories roughly you should be dropping on unless something's just really fucked up is going on, in which case that's why I, I did something that I haven't done before is I did my blood work before this prep because I wanted to make sure like foolproof, I wanted to understand that I was going to lose fat and I was in a position to lose fat. So I, I set myself up a bit better with that side of things. Um, Benjamin, did you, you did your blood work, did you say? Yeah, I did, yeah, I did, yeah. Well, did, you, did everything come back on right? Were there any markers that were off at all? Uh, the only one that was slightly out of range was my HDL, funnily enough. It was just a tiny bit low. Yeah, oh, okay. tiny bit low. And I, I cleared it up with, um, I sent them across to Cal, and I said, I said, is this like a low that I should be worried about? And he said, it was like, no, 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 it's not low at all. And then I asked Cuba as well, and Cuba was like, fucking hell, it's a lot better than mine. <laughs> so as long as he says that, then I'm good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, like the main... What, you need a natural bodybuilder's blood work is better than IFBB Pro. It's fancy that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Training, training with Cuba and Jimmy, it's like my blood work is, like, in, like perfect. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like the main things I was interested in was obviously... Um, where testosterone was at, where um, my thyroid readings were at, and all of that was like in a really, really good spot. So, and I'm not surprised because I, I felt good. I was on my highest food ever, and so yeah. But the, the interesting thing as well is that now I spoke to Joe Jeffrey about this a couple of times before, and I'm sure you probably would have done a couple of times before as well. But natural bodybuilders hormonally at the back end of a prep actually look worse, don't they? If you yeah. look at it, like because your, your test just bottoms out. Yeah. It's just this problem, just from being that so low in body fat and being, yeah. you know, totally done and done. And that's crazy to think that. But, and, and this, this from, okay, from, from a hormonal point of view, not for women, but for blokes, it, it actually sounds stupid. And I'm not having a ripping here at all. In some ways, it is actually healthier to give something going yeah. towards a show. It is. Hormone with and some ways, it obviously massively is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Really interesting see that as well because did you feel that at the back end of the show did it take a while for things 
the switch back on? Oh or? yeah, fucking hell yeah, like big time, mate. I look back at some of my videos. I watched one of the Boston bound videos, and like even the way that I speak, I sound like a fucking girl. I sound <laughs> like a girl, man. Like you can tell, like the the balance of testosterone to estrogen is fucked and skewed. Like my my face looks different. It just looks weird. Like of course I look like lean in the face, but like it just looks like I'm getting weird ca- characteristics kicking in. Um, and I just I, I like towards the end I didn't feel it because obviously the goal was like very very strong, but um, I was just like had no real true like aggression and power in the gym like none so you, it was all did you have focus on your sets did you have focus on your sets but not the aggression yeah kind of put, put, no nothing like if i tried to make a noise like get angry or like do a jp raw or something it would be like meow. sound like <laughs> uh, yeah like meow. <laughs> sound like a little 10 year old like screaming um you're, you're trying to headbutt the bar and get psyched up and you just knock yourself out like, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah pretty much but I don't know. I don't know. That's something to be fair that kind of it kind of puts me off the whole process a little bit because um, I, I love natural bodybuilding and I love I love the shape you can get into on stage and I, I do love the quality of of athletes at the top um, and I aspire to look like a lot of those guys. So it's not like I don't like the look. I actually, no. without sounding offensive, I do kind of prefer. The natural, the natural look um, on stage in comparison to a lot of some of the assisted look. I, I, you know, don't get me wrong; I'm inspired by a lot of assisted physiques, but um, I do tend to, to prefer the natural look. And it's like likewise, why I kind of prefer if I'm watching the Olympia, I kind of am a little bit more interested in the figure class than I am the the, the big the big open guys to an extent because I just like the way that they've ha- held incredible shape and structure with really good conditioning and balance and flow. And it's sometimes a little bit lost with the amount of total tissue that some of these guys hold. Um, mm. And I think like, obviously the classic class is nice. You have a little bit more shape and flow and you have still, you know, crazy size. Um, mm. But yeah, it's, you know, the end of the prep is something that I'm not a huge fan of. Um, I get there and I, and, I, and I like it and I relish, I relish in it, but I look back you at like it. You like the way you look, but you, re- you like the way you look, but you really hate the way you feel and hate the way in the back of your head you know what you're doing to your body. Yeah. yeah like, I don't, I don't feel like a, um, sorry, AJ, two seconds, Caitlin, are we good? Yeah, yeah, no, we're good. We've been upgraded. Yes, so we've given, given you a gift and I was like, oh, that's fabulous. Oh, least. An Easter gift. An Easter gift. I always love it when I love that. Because I'm like, yes, and I have to like, split it up. <laughs> yeah, no, we've been given an extra 40 minutes, apparently. Amazing. Oh, excellent. Yes. Okay, so... Um, right, have, we got, have we got questions? Should we delve into those? Yeah, yeah, for sure. One thing that I was actually going to ask, um, out of interest, you know how you just tapped into the sort of like aggression in the gym? How the hell was yeah. Ke- Keefy doing that? It like <laughs> at like one week out, I don't get it. He's what was he pulling like? Not fucking natural. Yeah, <laughs> just isn't, is yeah, it? <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think I think um, he has an innate ability to to tap into to those kind of sets. Um, he's a very very interesting individual, mm. um, and also I think. 
think Keithy probably did a little bit more of a, a sensible diet than I did um, in, in, in 2017 when I competed. Like Keithy was, Keithy just did like two shows at the back end of the season and just demolished them and that was it. Um, sorry, he did three, he did the Worlds as well. Um, but they were all very close. Like my, my show season was spread about way too much. Like I started at the beginning of August in stage condition and went all the way through to mid-November. Whereas I think his was like September, you know, not, yeah, yeah, September, and then uh, October, and then he was done. Yeah. So it all depends on the length. Like before my first show, I felt fucking great. I felt brilliant. Like I, I felt like it was sustainable. And then beyond that, I just there was one week which I remember. Like I said to my, I said to Jack at the time, I was like, "This is not fucking sustainable." Mm-hmm. And then I just you know sustained it for another three months. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but to be fair, this this year you should actually be quite good then in a way because there's only one show, isn't there now? Yeah. There's well, there's only yeah, there's only one uh, one sort of set of finals. So yeah, I'll, um, I should be I should be a lot better off to be honest. Yeah. Um, be nice to is see. That, you. Is that for this year? What's that, mate? Is that for this year, or are you are you still planning to have a go if there are shows at the back end of the year? Yeah, if there are still shows at the back end, I'll definitely be going for this year. I've committed enough to it already. It's like it's so in my head, so in my head that this year was a competitive year. That I yeah, no, I mean, I, I know. Do you do you feel like you have to now sit back and plan a show well in advance to know, and then and then it, and it takes that long to get typed up for a problem? Because I couldn't. If someone said to me, "Oh, Tom, there's a show at this time. Do you want to do it?" And I, I, I couldn't be like, "Oh yeah, go on, I'll jump in the prep." I couldn't do that. I like for me in the back of my head now. I know that next year, so 2021, September and October, that's when I'm competing. And I, and I can't, I couldn't break that now. I couldn't do an earlier one. Like, I know that's the only one I'm going for. And I know I'm working with Cal for it. And I know I've got this planned out for it. You know what I mean? Like, I've got the whole setup already in my head. Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? Like, I can't, um, do you feel, are you the same sort of way? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had the plan of, well, unfortunately, I had the plan of competing in September, and then October, and then hopefully November. And I had that in my head since two years ago, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I've like 2020, there's always, it's just been like the year that I've been working towards. I've been, mm-hmm. uh, I think I hashtagged it when I stepped off stage in 2017. So it's just, it is a shame that there's so much disruption, but I still see it as an opportunity to compete. I don't see any reason why not. I can train effectively right now. Um, I've just got to be smart with the way that, that I get there because I'm 27 weeks out this weekend and obviously I've already started some element of fat loss so I'm going to have to pause at some point, regroup and then get the rest Well, get the rest of the fat off. Um, I'm not dieting now straight up with no breaks for 27 weeks because that's a bad, bad, bad plan. Um, so yeah, I'll... Uh, but, I can go into my plan in a little bit later on if you if you wish to hear it. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Questions. Right. So, um, Ella Calvley, Cal- I think it is. You know the gymnast that always tags me in stuff to make me try and do like stupid oh, yeah. challenges that she knows I can't do. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's asked me what is the most ridiculous thing that a client has asked you, like in terms of. <laughs> oh God. I'll wait for AJ to answer this, but I have got a fucking brilliant. <laughs> ah, fucking hell. There's, there's quite a few, to be honest. Um, I had 
I think this is quite a, a regular one. I think I've heard quite a few coaches say this, but I've had someone legit ask me during prep whether they should be tracking and weighing the toothpaste that they use every night. No. Um, no. no, seriously, seriously. I'm like, I'm like they're like, but it's they're like, but it's going in my mouth and I'm swallowing it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, oh that is amazing! Shit, wow. There's just there's some people out there that I don't think like they're very dedicated and they want to track everything super yeah. super correctly. Yeah. They're the type of people that like weigh their catch up in the off season. And, uh, and yeah, it's that kind of person. So, uh, obviously, I said yes, and they continued to wear it for the rest of the prep. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Anyway, what's yours? Wow. My, my, the, like, so what, the worst? Like, what was it, the silliest question? Yeah, yeah. They're asking me, can I do this or can I do this? Yeah, or, yeah. Or how do I do this? Yeah. Um, Okay, so there was one. I had a. I, I'm gonna. Have, I can't say his name, but there was a guy who was from Mexico, and he was a he was a younger guy. He was like 22, and he had used steroids before. And he said, "I want to go on a cycle." I, you know, I say I've taken some tablets before, or whatever. I wanted to step up and you know use injectables or whatever. And so I explained to him, "Okay, well, the best sort of scenario would be for you to use testosterone." I said, "Can you get it from a pharmacy in Mexico? Because that would be the best way to go about it." And he said, and he was like, yeah, yeah, that's no problem at all. I'll, I'll get on that. I can, you know, get some. And I said, okay, we'll get to this, you know, explain to him what to go and buy, what to do and everything like that. Um, and then he, uh, and he was like, okay, cool. So I do the injection um, in my ass, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, and you're glued. You'll be able to find a video online. And he goes, oh, I think I know what I've got to do anyway. And I was like, okay, cool. So, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm AJ. You know, you're already laughing. Yeah, it's good. So, oh, no, he just clocks it. Oh, no. He sent me a picture of the actual stuff that he'd been doing a shot with and said, oh, this stuff's really hurting. You know, is this the right thing? And I said, what the fuck is that? And he's like, that's what I've been using. And it was testosterone plus estrogen in the injection. He was taking female hormone with male hormone. It was primarily the female hormone, though. And it had, like, the most minute amount of testosterone. And I'm like, what is that? Like, you're supposed to be taking testosterone and anthate. And he was taking, yeah, yeah. So that was fucked up. And then, uh, and then I found out he was like, and then it's like two weeks, and he goes, "I can't do this. It's not for me anymore. I don't know how you guys do it." And I was like, "Okay, like, why? Why is the injection hurting so much?" Because he was sticking the needle up his bum. No, oh, he was sticking a a syringe with yeah. loaded oil up his ass instead of actually into the muscle in the right top hand corner of his right glute yeah. or top left hand corner of his left glute. He wasn't doing intramuscular. He was literally shoving the needle up his arsehole. Oh, my God. Wow. That is dedication right there. I had to, firstly, I had to stop laughing for about five minutes. <laughs> then I had to... I was, like, on the floor shit, like, like, like creasing, abs hurting a lot. I was, like, just dying of laughter. And then, uh, and then obviously, I think I told, like, a bunch of mates. <laughs> I was like, what, what do I do? Like, this, this guy's... The guy. How do I explain this? And then he was like... And then I ended up saying, like, okay, like, you know, you need to... You need to be doing it this way instead. Like that, that's totally, totally wrong. And he, and he and I said, yeah, go and get some, you know, normal testosterone. And then he stayed with me for like two or three weeks, and then he like ended up leaving. So that was um, that was a funny one. That was a really yeah. funny one. I was like, oh, fucking insane. But that's I, I think maybe it was the language barrier. Maybe it was <laughs> something else. Maybe it was just him not really having a clue what was going on. Wow. <laughs> well, Something else. Um, right, okay. Anyway, so uh, next question. 
Oh, th- this one is brilliant. Does fasted cardio kill gains? <laughs> no. No, no, it doesn't, does it? No. Um, right, okay, no. so um, I actually saw that you mentioned this on your story, but you're planning on going to Durham. Was that every two weeks to train legs? Yes, potentially, yeah. Well, we we want to try and do a rotation where we get on the Cybex stuff. I was going really like to say, yeah, it, it, I mean, it looks great. Was it good when you were there? Yeah, it's actually a really, really fucking well-kitted out place. Yeah. They have a lot. They have a lot of um, interesting pieces of equipment that I haven't seen in many other places. And obviously, the main attraction is the fact that they've kept all of old like Ant's old kit. Yeah. And they've just like remodeled it, re-upholstered it, and, and put it in there. So they've got his old hack, his old Cybex hack, Cybex leg press. The Cybex um, leg press is fucking amazing. It's so good. It's one of the best leg presses out there. I love it. It's so uh, good. And it'll, it'll kill you if you fuck it up wrong because there's no guards normally. But yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's, it just feels so good on your quads, and the the depth you can get is great. It doesn't fuck up your lower back. It's yeah, it's great. So yeah, we'll head up there every every couple of weeks. I think it's like an hour and a half from here. So yeah, because yeah, because one of the questions was if you could build your own gym, which I think a lot of people are actually thinking about now due to this. What yeah, yeah. what pieces of equipment, if you had all the money in the world, would you choose? Hmm. I think uh, I know which ones I'd avoid. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but I'd uh, I'd probably invest in a lot of Cybex stuff because the Cybex is very good. Um, as like Luke and everyone loves the Cybex Bravo stacks. So yep. Yeah, you guys were about to say that Cybex, the one with the multi sort of joints and things, the cables. Now he, he absolutely bums that. And if Luke loves it, it's probably good. <laughs> it is good. Yeah, it is good. So I'd probably get one of those. I'd get. Uh, prime leg extension because it's probably one of the best leg extensions I've used. Either the pin or the plate. The plate is kind of slightly better, I think. Plate loaded. Mm. Um, I'd get a Cybex hack because it's a bit smaller than the Atlantis one. I think the Atlantis one you'd need a fucking ginormous garage because it's about yes. the size of a space. <laughs> and what else would I need? Oh, just I think I've all, only got leg kit and a Cybex Bravo. Yeah, that's it. Enough. That's all you need. <laughs> just it's a load of leg machines and a Cybex Bravo. Mm-hmm. Well, what's I like the, the um, sorry. I, like the, I know it's, I know I know some people aren't really fans of them at all, but I seem to fit into it actually quite well. The actual this uh, hammer strength decline press. Okay. Um, it, oh god, yeah. Like so, it must be just for me because my brother used it and he's like a couple inches taller. And he's like that feels weird on my joints. It feels weird on shoulders. For me, it's smooth as butter. So. Like yeah. that. But the, some of the hammer strength stuff is awesome, and some of it is downright dog shit. Yes. Like, yeah. Some of it's just oh. yeah. I'm not a, I think the hammer strength thing line I quite like, but I'm not like the the undergrip rows. Uh, sorry, the undergrip pull downs. Okay. Mm. Um, but if I was if I was getting pulling, you know, I don't know what I'd get. I think I'd get. You know, the, have you have you have you ever been to over to MJ's gym, the one that JP and Corey? Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. So that, that's only twenty minutes down the road from me. Um, so, so I, to be fair, the shoulder press that they use, I don't even know what brand that is. What's well, Gymshark? Uh, the big Gymshark. Gym yeah, that's amazing. That's absolutely brilliant. I, yeah, hands down, that. that's a brilliant piece. of gym. I don't know what Gymshop have done though, because all it all, like without sounding rude, what the Gymshop stuff is is it's re reupholstered Technogym stuff. Is it? No way. 
Yes, it is. Oh it is. God. It's play loaded stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the shoulder presses all like the old like they've they've got them loads of them in um, Nuffield Health yeah. because I have to train in Nuffields and they're all kitted out with like the Technogym stuff and all the Technogym play loaded and um, they're all the same as the gym gym shop stuff. So I don't know. Oh. I think they must remodel some stuff that they've like that Technogym don't use anymore. That's mm. interesting for sure. Mm. We got any more questions, Caitlin? Any good ones? Oh, mine were all dog shit. I don't dare use mine. Oh well. Um, right. So here's uh, here's another one. What would you say, like, if you could create the best bodybuilder? I feel like some people ask this all the time, but like to you, if you could create the best bodybuilder using like body parts, what would you use? Oh, Jesus. Oh, that's a good one. Right. Okay. Um, does it have to be? Well, actually, people will probably know all of these, to be mm. honest. Um, okay, so I'm going to go with a few natural people and maybe a few assisted. So yeah, like Brian, Brian Whitaker might be in there. Yeah, Brian, Brian probably will be in there, but it's hard because there's some body parts that I don't like on Brian that are really good on other people. So I'll go with Ben Howard's glutes. Ben oh. Howard's are. Yeah, very ridiculous. This is the thing, I don't follow natural bodybuilding, but I know him. <laughs> yeah. You know anyone that shows up in like crazy condition? Yeah, that's all I look for. <laughs> I'll go with um, a lot of people won't know who he is, but he's called Taffy Taylor on Instagram. He won the lightweights the UK FBA last year, and then won his pro card. I go with his his hamstrings and his calves because look him up, Taffy Taylor on Instagram. His hamstrings and, and calves, his entire posterior chain is fucking goals, man. Like hamstrings for a lightweight like they literally land on the floor when he's in a side chest it's immense <laughs> so i'll go with i'll go with his um arms best ones i know that are close to me is cubas i'll probably have cubas arms fuck me it's a weird physique um <laughs> who's got a good chest See, I don't follow enough people that have got a good chest. Okay, I'll go back. I'll have Ronnie's Ronnie's back. And then I'll have... Who's got a good chest? Tell me who's got a good chest. I don't follow enough people with good chests. Um, oh, shit one. Oh, um, the, who's the... What's his name? The, the boogeyman guy. What's his name? Aziz. <laughs> uh, no, not Aziz. Um, he's called like a, a Wobadoo. Oh, a Wobadoo. A Wobadoo. I'll have that guy's chest. Wow, there's and, two. There's uh, more than one race in this person. That's impressive. A little fucking weird. Um, and then abs. I'll have like Jeremy Bondiers or some of the physique guy abs. Oh yes, and that's pretty much perfect. Quads, quads wise, I'll have plat squads. That's it. There we go. Oh, perfect! Put that in a mixing bowl. Yeah, it's just it's just perfect. <laughs> that, like it sounds perfect, but it would look so weird. <laughs> Balance would be so bad. <laughs> yeah, just like natural dude's legs with like Cuba's arms and fucking a black dude's chest. Right. So another question uh, was so obviously. Most people, when they think about bodybuilding and sort of um, the journey, it is, you know, become a good amateur, get your pro card, qualify for the Olympia, 
go to the Olympia, win the Olympia. What what I, what is that sort of route in natural bodybuilding? What is the, like the the highest you can get? Sure. So, in terms of being an amateur, yeah, you'll always have to like to get anywhere further. You'll have to do a qualifier where you'll have to place like top three, top two. Um, it's kind of selective on a lot of the shows now, but it's usually top three. Um, then you'll get through to the British finals and then the British finals you can get selected. Either if you win the overall, you can get the chance to win a pro card there and then, or you can win your class um, and you'll get invited to Worlds. And then at Worlds, if you win an amateur class with enough people in it, um, then you'll win your pro card. And then as a pro, um, especially as a WNBF pro, which is the federation that I would like to get my pro card in, you can compete pretty freely um, in the States. There's a lot of shows in the States um, that go on all throughout the year with pro shows. And then there's obviously the big pro shows that you can compete in, which will be the UK UK International at the end of the season, which is the same weekend as the the amateur UK FBA British Finals because the UKFBA and the WMBF are affiliated. And then you can go to the WMBF Worlds and obviously compete as a pro. Um, you could also go down the BMBF route, um, which is also an immense federation. The only reason why I'm personally not vying for that card is because I've always looked up to people with the, with the WMBF and I, like that's the, the goal that I've set for so many years. Like, since I got into bodybuilding, I've followed Brian Whitaker and I've just been a huge fan of the WMBF ever since mm. um, and also without sounding like a dick the opportunities to compete if you do get a pro card with the BMBF are much more limited than if you get WMBF pro card um, but still you can do the same approach um, and there are a little less pro cards offered from the DFAC um, out of experience from what I've seen um, but then you can compete as a DFAC pro right. and uh and um, and yeah, you'll get the sort of like the same sort of opportunity to compete in the states, but it's only sort of once a year. They don't have shows throughout the year just yet. Um, okay. But I think they're aiming to get to that point. Yeah. So, well, what would you say like the Mister Olympia title is? Is is there an is there an equivalent then? Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting because there is actually a natural there is actually a natural Olympia, um, but it's run through the IMBA. Um, but the, the 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 thing with the IMBA is that. There's not a UK affiliate, so it's very hard for us to even get there as UK athletes. And also, it's the drug testing has been a bit meh from what I've from what I've heard. Um, so I I don't tend to want to go down that route, and it doesn't inspire me that much. So I'd say that the the natural Olympia in my books is is the WMBF Worlds, okay. and that has been for like decades. And can you win like pro overall there? Yes, yeah. you can win the pro. Um, so, um, a guy called T- T- Kendall Richmond won that this year, and he's like twenty-four years old and um, probably one of the 24. most genetic. Yeah, 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 he's probably one of the most genetically gifted people on the planet. Um, like he could be. He looks like literally looks like a natty Sean Roden. Um, <laughs> if he if he went assisted, he'd just be basically Sean Roden. Um, so, so yeah but the thing is it's interesting like a lot of pretty good top level IFBB pros have come through the WMBF like Kai Green was a WMBF pro when he was mm-hmm. 21 um, 
uh, Sean Clarida was a WMBF pro for quite a while. Um, so yeah, like a lot have come through. Unfortunately, they did, and I fucking hate it. They did an awful post on their Instagram and their Twitter the other day, which I'm sure you've all seen. That was, about that, that was my yeah. next question. It was, that was very, um, that was very, Rubbish. very silly, very childish. Yeah. Rubbish. Um, so that's unfortunately because, like, you know, give them so much positive credit online, and then you know, you guys and, and, and people that I know follow them. Who, who won't compete with them, but, you know, follow them as uh, for interest. And then, you know, they go and put something like that up and it just, it's just embarrassing. So, like, for all intensive purposes, the UK affiliate, the WNBF, was not happy with that either. Hmm. Um, you know, that wasn't a conglomerate decision. That's a few people in their federation that have put that up and shouldn't have really said that so a lot of people within that federation are not happy with what's been said so so one thing i wanted to ask you aj because you'll you'll know this as well so looking across the uk natural federations now i don't want you to put your name out there and put you on blast or or have any issues with um like politics and stuff because we all know that goes on with the bodybuilding but is there any federations across the uk that you've seen claim to be you know natural federations and known people going into it with who are, who are using hormones or have them previously or any sort of drug testing that you have found within any certain feds that isn't up to scratch like what it should be. Sure. So, I mean, you, you hear stories all the fucking time and it's annoying and I hate it because I don't like hearing the stories. Um, you see, you hear someone say, oh, well, you know, they failed that or they skipped that and they still competed and they were actually taking this and I'm just like, I'm just sat there thinking you know what, I don't really care because yeah. a lot of these things are just stories and they're just hearsay and at the end of the day, the way I see it is if you're assisted, there's plenty of opportunities for you to compete assisted. If you want to be that type of basically twat that goes and competes as an, in a natural show as an assisted yeah. athlete, then you are nothing but just a dickhead. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the testing is as stringent as it can be, but you'd like to think that there aren't complete idiots that will just go and try and bypass the the drug testing. We all know that you can probably swerve a urine test. There's ways in which you can come up clean in a urine test. Everyone says that, you know, but, and everyone's arguments on the post is that, oh, well, you can do this with a polygraph or you can do this with a urine. And the, the bottom line is the true naturals know they're natural and that's it you know like if i if, if i if i wanted to use stuff i'd just go on stuff and i'd compete in a in a non-tested federation yeah you know like you know that that's that's the way i'd go i just want i i don't see any other reason to do anything different um but there are people out there that want to try and swerve it and you know let them let them let them do that that's fine but um there's the the drug testing is very similar across the board um, I haven't seen any apart from like the, the the issues with like the IMBA and things like that. I haven't heard any other issues that are within the UK. The drug testing seems very similar. There is definitely political aspects of the sport, unfortunately, with federations. Ultimately, it's a money money game, isn't it? So, like you know, there's going to be federations that want more competitors and want to push away competitors from other federations. So, um, that, that reminded me of something actually. Um, you know, Muscle Mania, they obviously claim to be a natural federation, don't they? 
reminiscent, similar to what Kyle did, like when it, at the first time, is bring that crazy pitch thing that just shuts everyone up forever. And then go back to coaching people because I love that more than I love people in the film. Perfect. Yeah. And you're not going to push up to 300 plus anymore. No, I'm too. Dude, when I started, when I, when I, Came when we went into the lockdown thingy. I've only been training like twice a week at the moment, but I was like two ninety five, like okay. two ninety three, two ninety five, and I'll, I'll probably like in the off season, like I'll probably have to go over that to actually be like have enough mass to come down like for the actual comps because I compete at two forty. Yeah. Like, so like for me to be so shaving off sixty pounds. Bear in mind, I'm like six two. Yeah. So. So, when, you're, yeah. when you're done with this, where will you stay though? Will you stay like, like, dude, like, 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 two fifty, relatively trim, like, like cardio every day, like, just keep myself like lean, like, not, I, I, dude, my, my, you, saw, you saw my what my macros got up to when I had to push up to like, <laughs> awful. You know what? I, I can't wait to see JP doing jujitsu again. That that would be a sight. Like <laughs> he put it in story, didn't he? He was like, "Yeah, I want to master jujitsu again." And I'm like, "Oh, that'd be good to see." Jesus Christ! I wouldn't want to go up against him. They fucking shit themselves. They're like, "Oh my god, this guy can bar row like six plates. He's gonna throw me across the room." <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck me! Yeah, that was a good one too. Do you reckon I should push up? Three hundred. What to three hundred? <laughs> my cheeks would actually explode I think yeah. see what your health markers are like yeah at like yeah just see where they are they might be alright <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah anyway Kevin, well you're, you're, you've already got a plan for next year haven't you? me you've got a plan for next year oh yeah yeah well I'm going to compete next year hopefully yeah. that is the plan well, well I guess we'll see it should, should be quite a good showing. I'd like to hope that I've probably gained a bit of muscle. That That's the aim, isn't it? But yeah, anyway, so we're sort of um, talking random shit now. <laughs> um, I do apologise. Yeah, just, talk, just talking about me getting to £300. This is good listening, this, isn't it? Um, it is. Yeah, well... Just want to say thank you, AJ, very much for coming on. Uh, I appreciate your knowledge as per usual. Um, but yeah, I think we're probably going to wrap it up here. So, um, is there is there anything that you want to plug? Obviously, everyone knows you're a coach. You know what? I've got one final question. Oh, go on. What the fuck is your first name? It's Arnold. Oh, fuck's sake! Fake fan. I I definitely knew that. <laughs> Arnold. Yes, yeah, Arnold Jordan. Arnold, Arnold. Jordan Morris. <laughs> How many times do you get asked that? Do you get asked that every single Q&A? Nah, to be honest, I don't get asked a lot. I think a lot of people think my actual name is AJ. AJ. They've just, they've just gone and just gone, oh, he's just called AJ. It's not abbreviated, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, as always, we appreciate it. And um, I'm sure I, I'll, I will be over once Corona goes away and we'll get another session in, hopefully. Mm. That'd be... Yeah, for sure, that'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good. Absolutely. Start. All right. Well, thank you very much, and um, you know, stay safe, everyone.